Hey everyone, welcome to another Devo with Patrick and Jamie. We are glad that you're with us today. And Pat, what are we looking at today? Uh, we are going through the Minor Prophets on Wednesday, Wednesdays, Wednesday mornings, or whenever you listen to this. And uh, Now, does minor mean that they were minors you, when they wrote this? Or when they wrote these books? Or when they were prophets? You know, anyone that has ever in their life dug for... A rock is a miner. Yes. So. Oh yeah, maybe it means that they're that they're yeah that they're like a coal miner prophet. Yeah. Right. No, I'm just saying at the beach. If you've ever been walking along, you see a cool rock and you pick it up. You're a miner. So I'm sure that they've done that before. I'm a miner. <laughs> yeah, I've done that. I done that a lot. So I guess I'm a miner too. Yeah. Um. No, I don't think that's what it means by miner, right, Pat? Uh, no, miner. Uh, I'm. Actually, not super sure why they call these the minor prophets, except for some of the the minor prophets in the Bible. The books are kind of short. But Jamie, why yes. why do you know technically why they're called minor prophets? Uh, I think I think when I like read about it, it really does have to do with like there are some like major prophets in the Bible, like the big dogs. You know, <laughs> like Isaiah is like whoa, you know, like the epic prophet. Uh, but like you said, Pat, it's not that their work was less important or significant. It's that the books are generally shorter. Right. And uh, so it's they're only minor as opposed to being like major. Um, I don't know. And I don't know who uh, got to decide who was a minor and who was a major <laughs> and who was like an in-betweener prophet, <laughs> a medium prophet. Yeah. Um, but I think a good thing to note is like the work, like we said, the work that they're doing um, isn't any less significant than like another prophet. Right. Yeah, exactly. So today we're going to check out Joel and Ooh, Joel. Joel is a, a cool little book of the Bible. It's in there. It's not very long. And I, Jamie, I, I did a little prep this morning. And oh, good. I'm is, excited because I have done no <laughs> prep for this. I, I went and I, I read the whole book of Joel this morning. Uh, Good man. Yeah. So kind of cool. How long did it take? Just for the viewers out there, the listeners out there, if they were going to do this, how long would it take them to reach? Uh, I, I made a cup of coffee in the French press and I read the whole okay. book before the French press was done. And when you make a French press yeah. coffee, is that like four minutes or five it's minutes like of steeping? 10. I do 10. Okay. So you like really let it like sit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> right. So about 10 minutes. Okay. I was reading kind of quick, scrolling on my phone, but there was three verses. I mean, we could get into the whole like story of, of this book and there's lots of locuses and stuff like that, but there's three verses right in the middle. I think it's exactly in the middle of the book, Joel chapter two verses 12 through 14 that I think are perfect for us to read today. 12 to 14. Yeah. Yeah. All so, right, man. I mean, just thinking about the state of everything going on in the world, I, these mm. three verses stood out to me this Wednesday morning. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and read it. So here we go. Joel chapter it. two verses, starting at verse 12, just three verses this morning. It says this, even now declares the Lord return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. 
Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love, and he relents from sending calamity. Who knows? He may turn and relent and leave behind a blessing, grain offerings and drink offerings for the Lord your God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. This little section was called Rend Your Heart. Like render your heart. Uh, Yeah. And whenever I see the word rend or render, I think of like a computer model, like a 3D model of something. That's a good way of thinking. Like rendering it out, making the final product. Yeah. What does it mean to render the final product in like a computer model? To kind of like export it and make it real life, I guess. I'm not mm. uh, add because when you make a computer model, you have all of your shapes and then you have all the colors on those shapes and then you have all the different lights and lighting for those colors on those shapes. And it kind of takes all of those uh, designs and puts them all together as one. So all the light designs and the color designs and the shape designs, it's all becomes one product instead of multiple. When I think of the word render, what comes to mind is this term called rendering the fat of something. It's where you like cook it and the fat like melts away. Oh, wow. Like it's where the fat goes from like, yeah, like fat renders and it makes it actually, it makes things like kind of tasty. I guess I just think of food. You can think of computers. <laughs> yeah. <you're> right. <laughs> okay. So uh, anyway, let's, let's tackle this little, little chunk here. It starts yeah. off. By uh, the Lord declaring, even now, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Uh, yeah. That's, um, wow. Uh, returning to the Lord while fasting, weeping and mourning sometimes is not your first choice or option. It's not the first thing that comes to mind to do. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. And especially, I like how it says even now, right? Right at the beginning. Mm. Yeah. It's like at this time, at this point of time, even when, you know, in, in, in the midst of your mistakes, um, in the midst of like doing everything wrong, in the midst of uh, being in the most trouble with God, maybe, like even at this point, it's time to turn back to God. Yep. Right. With your whole heart. And yeah, with your whole heart. And what's so cool about that is that um, that's not true of people. Right. Like if, if some, if you've wronged someone, like if you've like messed with them, you've done something wrong against them, they might be really mad and it might actually be wise to like, let them cool off before you like get in their face and say, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Um, you know what I'm saying? Like at some point it's good to like, okay, I'm going to like form my apology and then I'm going to go to them and be like, I screwed up. I'm so sorry at the right time. And there is a right time. Um, And typically the right time is sooner than later, just FYI. But when it comes to God, it's like you've screwed up so much, so badly against God. And even at that point, it's still the right time to turn back to him. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah. And my thought is like, even when in like fasting, weeping and mourning, that's kind of like being in survival mode, right? (laughs) Just trying to like get through whatever's going on, continue pressing forward. And the 
That's the incorrect response. The correct response is returning to the Lord with your whole heart. Yes. <clears throat> right. So even now, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, weeping, and mourning. Um, I don't think we fast, weep, or mourn very much. No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Fasting, really. Weeping, it's kind of like goes in order of what we do least to what we do most. At least for me. Like fasting, hmm. the least. Weeping, second place. Mourning, probably the most. Yeah. And most of the time when people fast... Uh, these days they're like, oh, it's for health reasons. Like I'm fasting to get rid of toxins in my body or something. Yeah. <laughs> right. They have like a health reason for it. Yeah. Uh, back then, you know, if you were fasting intentionally, uh, there were spiritual reasons for it. Right. Um, you were fasting because you wanted to somehow be closer, be more connected with God, somehow to give God honor in that fast. And sometimes just religiously people would fast. Uh, so, so this was like a, this wasn't like a health thing. This was like a spiritual thing. And it was also kind of a desperate thing. Um, when people knew that God might not be for them, but might indeed be against them, like they've screwed up against God to them. That was like, uh Oh, if God's, uh, anger is going to burn against us. We're all going to die. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like it wasn't like, Oh, I'm going to feel awkward when I go to church. Cause I sinned. It was like, no, we're going to all go down. Like the ground's going to open us up and swallow us. Whole. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so they had a little bit more of a, well, not all the time, but, but in scripture, we we've seen where people have this idea of like really turning to God, like really repenting. It, it is a desperate plea to God. Yeah. Yeah. It's like with everything that you are. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I've, I feel like um, uh, Joel kind of gets into why you should return to God with your whole heart in verse 13. Uh, yeah. You know, rend your heart and not your garments. You know, approach God with your heart, not with like the way you look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, return to the Lord well, your and- God for he's gracious and compassionate. That's like huge. Yeah. And this is cool. Like, you know, there was this whole like tear your heart, not your garments. There's this whole like thing back then where if you were like upset about something or, or mad about it, you would take like your shirt and tear it. And it was a sign and like a symbol of you being upset or wanting to turn back to God or (laughs) being in mourning like if people would do it, it was kind of like everyone was like Hulk, Hulk Hoganing out, right? <laughs> yeah. They're like, "Hey, brother!" and like tearing their shirts open, um, just to like like as a symbol, right? It was it was a, it was a symbol, it was a sign, it was symbolic. And I think in church we try to do things that are symbolic, and God here is like, "Hey, uh, I care about your heart, not about your symbolic actions." Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that about the the garments. That was kind of funny. <laughs> Yeah, and you might, like, as you read through other Bible passages, you might hear and see, like, oh, and they, like, tore their robes. It'll say stuff like that. Oh. Like, he tore his robes. Yeah. Um, and typically, that's associated with either, like, kind of being in trouble with God. Yeah. <laughs> or with someone passing away or dying um, <laughs> and being, like, really, like, deeply mourning, mourning it. Yeah. And then the next part though, return to the Lord, your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. And he relents from sending 
I have such a tough time saying that word. Clamat. Calamit. Calamity. Calamity. It's not a word we ever really use. Uh, calamity. Yeah. <laughs> let's look at it. Let's look up the the um, interesting. The original Hebrew is not that that word. Calamity. <laughs> I feel like I'm talking about it's like bad. a a way a, like a dinner like a, oh yeah like what would you like uh, as a side with your steak? Oh, I'll have some calamity, please. Like some calamity yeah. with my steak. Yeah, like, <laughs> it sounds like a, si- like a side side option. <laughs> May I have a side of calamity, please? <laughs> right, but uh, return to the Lord your God. So He's gracious and compassionate. That's like, uh, I I wish you know every time I was uh, experiencing fasting, weeping, and mourning, I could just have a giant billboard pop up in front of me that said. Return to the Lord your God for his gracious and compassionate because that's often forgotten, I feel like. It's just fantastic to know that this is being told to people in the midst of their sin, not like, you know, they haven't really figured it out yet, right? right. This is the good news right. to the people. Yeah, It's like, hey, right, he's, he's gracious, he's compassionate. Um, and then the whole, you know, that whole word calamity is like evil or wickedness, depravity, misfortune, disaster. It's kind of like that. I don't know if there's a better translation of it that would be, uh, easier to, to understand or easier <laughs> that you wouldn't have to order a steak yeah. right, basically <laughs> to understand. Um, yeah, yeah. Slow to anger. Now, Pat, let me ask you this question. Do you feel like you're gracious, compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love? Uh, not every day. <laughs> Maybe some days are better than others. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel like some days I'm like, oh, today I'm really slow to anger. Good. But I may not be gracious uh, or I may not be abounding in love. Yeah. Um, I, I do feel like it's hard to get the quadfecta, all four at the same time. <laughs> I think yeah. is the word of the day there. Quadfecta. It's hard to be gracious and compassionate and slow to anger and abounding in love all super well, all at the same time. I feel like, yeah, I feel like a lot of days I'm like really good at one, you know, really slow to anger or, uh, you know, really gracious, compassionate, whatever it might be. Uh, but there's like so many things that are, that can play into all of those four. It's like, I wake up in the morning. I haven't had my coffee yet. I am pretty fast to anger <laughs> and not abounding <laughs> in love. Or, you know, I've, I've sat in traffic driving home for an hour, but I had to stop at the grocery store and I had to then stand in line at the grocery store to check out. I probably wouldn't be very gracious or compassionate at that point if the person checking us out, checking me out was, was slow. Yeah. <laughs> There's like so yeah, many, yeah. It, you have to keep everything in, in really good check. And that is, I'm not, I know I'm not perfect at that. I know that I struggle with that. Yeah. I have a grocery store, man. That's, that's like what gets me. <laughs> I went into the grocery store the other day, just to tell you. And I must've like, I did the whole game of like, which line, you know, you like size up everyone in line and you size up the cashier to decide like, okay, what is going to be the quickest way out of here? And every line was like three people deep and there was no line that looked good. So I found one, got in it. And then they started to like shut the line down that I was in. So I'm like, oh, Uh. 
abandoned ship. So I went over to like the next line. Yeah. And, uh, and that still didn't work. Like they started to like slow that line down too. I'm like, what is going on? I kid you not. It took me 15 minutes to get through a line of three people. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And it was, it wasn't like just, it was like the whole store. Every single line was like that. And I was just like, by the end of that line, I was not slow to anger. I was not abounding in love. Yeah. Uh, I did not feel gracious or compassionate right. um, at all. And that was just because what? I had to stand around an extra 15 minutes? Like, that's not even that big of a deal. Right, exactly. But, you know, that's how we as humans have ways to improve. And that's how we can try to be more Christ-like is if we could really focus on all of those together and really be conscious about being gracious all the time, being compassionate all the time, being slow to anger yeah. all the time, and yeah. abounding in love all the time. Well, and and knowing that we turn to the Lord who is those things. He's he's the example of them. Yeah. Yeah. He's the example of of faithfulness and he's the example of being patient with us. Yeah. By the way, verse 14, my favorite line is in verse 14. Uh, okay, let's check it out. Uh it's just the first two words. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> Yeah. Who who knows? Right? Lots of honesty right there. <laughs> and I like it for a reason. I like it because it's like it's basically our condition and our condition of faith. Uh-huh. Like summarized in a nutshell. It's like, what do we know? Well, we know we're sinners. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like we know that for sure. Yeah. And uh what else do we know? Well, we know God is gracious, compassionate, abounding in love. Um, we know that. Uh, and, but what do we know? Do we know what God's going to do next? No, no. God is like mysterious. You know, God is mysterious. God's powerful. Yep. Right. So the correct response is who knows? Who knows? He may turn, right? He may turn and relent and leave behind a blessing, grain offering, a drink offering, drink, um, offering for the Lord. Like who, who knows what God's going to do? Right. Yeah. Uh, no one, but he, they, they, there's some suggestions. He may turn and relent and leave behind a blessing of grain yeah. offerings and drink offerings. So, yeah. And I think this is like a weird sentence here, by the way. Yeah. I'm like, I, I read it and I'm like, is that saying like, that what? we leave behind huh? grain offerings and drink offerings or the Lord is going to leave it? And I, <laughs> I have a tough time yeah, figuring th- it out here. Yeah. I mean, I think we're in the Old Testament, right? We're supposed to, leave offerings to the Lord um, and grain offerings and drink offerings are two specific types of offerings that we're supposed to, uh, we're supposed to give. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it even says like in the beginning, there's a little footnote for the grain offerings and drink offerings that take us, takes us back to Joel chapter one, verse 13. And that says, put on sackcloth, you priests and mourn, well, you ministers before the altar, come spend the night in sackcloth, you who minister before my God for the grain offerings and drink offerings are withheld from the house of your God. Hmm. Um, so I guess it's pointing back and saying like, people aren't doing the offerings or maybe it's because of this plague that's come through that there, there aren't like everything is so scarce Uh that there aren't offerings anymore. Uh Um, and so, yeah, I'm not sure. I guess it could, it could mean like, who knows? He may turn relentlessly behind a blessing. Therefore let's get these grain offerings and drink offerings to God. Yeah. Or it could mean like 
he, he may relent and leave behind a blessing. Um, and we can even, he may even provide right for the own worship of himself, yeah. which God does, which is kind of cool too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a very interesting passage. I, this is the chunk that just stood out to me. And so I encourage all of our listeners, if you're going to, if you listen to this right now, go and read the whole entire book. It's very short. You can read the whole thing. In, like I said, about 10 minutes and see what passage stands out to you because this is just one perspective, one viewpoint on this passage. And uh, you you might hear yeah, something different. And, and you may read it and uh, who knows? You may, who knows? You may turn and follow the Lord. We don't know. Yeah. You don't know. Who knows? God knows. Right. Yeah. But thank you for tuning in and listening today. We really appreciate it. We hope you have a great week. All right. Later, everyone.